Hello, and welcome to Silent Designers, a podcast about the under-the-radar design activity which goes on in many organisations, even though it's not seen as design, or even necessarily done by designers. Each month, we'll have an expert guest to share their knowledge and the impact that designers had on what they do in their domain. I'm Steve Welsh from Innovate UK KTN, and I'd like to introduce my co-host, Catherine Wildman, founder of B2B copywriting agency, Aidan Gray. Hi, Steve. Thank you for the introduction. In today's episode of Silent Designers, we're going to be exploring the theme of net zero and sustainable technologies. And we're going to be talking to Kat Drew, Chief Design Officer at the Design Council. Kat, thanks so much for joining us today. How about you tell us about yourself and the area of innovation you work in? Sure. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me here. Um, I'm Kat. I'm Chief Design Officer at the Design Council. And that means that my role is really to bring together the best knowledge, practice and frameworks about how to design really well and then share that with designers, but also with innovators and people who commission design um, and policymakers who can create the right conditions for the, everyone to do their best work. And Design Council, the Design Council is the National Strategic Advisor for Design. We were set up in 1944. And at that time, we were set up to really use design to shift from a wartime to a consumer society. And 80 years on, the climate crisis is now the biggest challenge that we face. And so our new mission is to um, design for planet and really shift us from a consumer to regenerative society. There's 1.97 million people working in the design sector. That's They produce 97.2 billion pounds, which is about 60% of the financial and bank banking services um, sector. So it's a huge amount of creativity that they offer and really harnessing that to be part of what we think is a critical piece of the green transition. That's fascinating. Can, can you tell us how you use design in this area, why it's important to your innovation? Sure. So design, I think, is critical to innovation because as it's simplest, it turns ideas into action. So um, you could have all the most amazing technology that you um, require for the green transition. And actually, we have got quite a lot of it. You know, lots of people are saying we know all the technology we need to to transition to net zero, but people aren't adopting it. And that's where design comes in because design really thinks about who's going to use the things that you're creating. Um, so it can turn an, a piece of imagination in your head into something tangible. And so people can start feeding back on it, how it's going to be used, uh, would they like to use it? Um, and so it can increase the chance of it being adopted. And so that's why for us, it's really, really critical. So to give you some examples, an electric charge point is great, but if they're in the wrong spots for people or if the handle is badly designed, then people with less dexterity can't use it. So that might work. Renewable energy is, of course, the future, but people have to be motivated and excited to, to want to use it and, and see the impact of how their action is is helping the climate. And then, you know, we can build lots of new buildings or not new buildings, we should retrofit our buildings um, and create them with lots of recycling um, facilities and um, trees and, and nature all around. But um, if 
people aren't involved in that process, then they won't take care of them and they won't use them. So design with people is really important. And then I'd also say design with planets, thinking about kind of nature and its natural resources is also critically important. And I think you have uh, something coming up in October. We do. So um, a plug for our festival, uh, two days in October, 17th and 18th of October, Design for Planet Festival, where we will bring together um, hundreds of designers, innovators, all saying how they are designing for planet. So there'll be lots of keynote conversations, but also practical how-to sessions. It's free. Anyone can join. Registrations are open. So please go on www.designcouncil.org.uk um, and get your slot now. It sounds amazing. Um, I know that you've been working on a systemic design framework. Is that right? Could you tell us a little bit more about that, please? Yeah, sure. So um, we have, um, as, as, as a kind of response to design needing to work on these bigger challenges, the climate crisis, health inequalities, uh, we have evolved the way that we think design can really work. So maybe I'll start first with how design works. It's most simple. So um, at its most simple, we think design is a process. Design is the, the physical kind of manifestation of of an idea, but it's also the creative process for getting there. And the former requires often quite a lot of technical know-how. You know how, have to know how to build a website or um, create a building. These are kind of really technical design skills, but the creative process for getting there, anyone can do. And we 20 years ago created something called the Double Diamond, which was a way of describing the divergent and convergent thing thinking process that um, design uses. So rather than jumping straight to a solution or an idea that you might have, first of all, spending time with different types of people, really thinking about what the problem is. Often then you reframe the brief and then coming up with lots and lots of ideas, but quickly getting to a stage of prototyping or testing so you can quickly see which ones are going to work and which ones aren't going to work and then choosing the best ones. So at its basic, that's what design is. But what we saw is when we're working in areas where there's more complexity, where there's a bigger challenge, where basically one design on its own is not going to address the challenge, design needs to work in a slightly different way. We've called that the systemic design framework. So starting at the beginning, before you even get into any of that, is visioning what you think a very different and hopeful future might be. So our vision is for a regenerative world for all, where we don't just care about profit and money and we're not just extracting lots of materials from the earth but actually we're putting back we're caring about environmental and social value and for future generations so starting there and then as you're going through the process and doing your design in your own organization it's also thinking about how we, your work impacts on others so who are the other people in your in your in the world who are also doing something similar or have got a similar goal to you? How could you work together with them? But also thinking about what are the other impacts of your work, unintended consequences on others. And then it also means um, not just being overwhelmed by all this complexity, but still doing that good design work of prototyping and testing. And then really telling the story all the way through so that as well as improving what, you know, increasing... Um, and growing what you're doing, you can inspire others 
to get on board as well because we need everyone to be working in very very different ways if we're designed for planet not just um you know a few niche innovators it's great that is really inspiring and that that vision is um really motivational it it often feels that that human factor and about finding people where they are and helping them to be to feel engaged with something is going to be very important here exactly and the other thing i'd say about that is innovation sometimes is always about discovering something new coming up with new things all the time and actually if we're trying to um design for planet it's about understanding what's already there and growing that or just bringing that together so as an innovator you don't always have to build something new and in, in fact sometimes that's kind of been part of the problem that we're just creating new things all the time rather than looking at what we've already got in the world making connections between that or using that in different ways valuing that in different ways at ktm we often say that um innovation isn't just about new quite often it's just about new to me yes exactly i love that very reassuring in the world isn't it um can I ask you how you made the transition from policy into design? You can. It's a very interesting one, I think. Um, so I started off as a policymaker and I worked across government in various different roles in number 10 and the Home Office, Cabinet Office. And I was often writing big strategies and I got really frustrated with writing all these strategies about empowering people that we'd never met. Um, and that seemed so wrong to me. So I tried to go out as much as I could to communities to really understand the experiences of people who were experiencing homelessness, who, who were suffering from long-term health conditions or um, antisocial behavior, and really try to understand things from their perspective. Because I am one person, I come from a certain background, and I cannot hope to be able to represent all of the other experiences out there. So that was really important to me. And that really, without even knowing it, that is a form of design. It's a designing a policy rather than a product. Um, but my work was always trying to involve people as, as much as I could. And I was a co-founder of something called the Policy Lab, which was um, brought together by three um, really amazing colleagues that brought design thinking into the heart of, of, of government and how it works. And it's still going strong and is an amazing and very inspiring team. I'm going to add another question. Um, thinking about when you're talking about working with people, is it that you have a set question, a set of questions that you ask people, or do you respond on the spot to people, different circumstances? And I would imagine collating so much information is a challenge. Yeah, it is. And I think the biggest um, kind of skill that a designer has alongside being able to kind of visualize an idea is to listen and to listen really really carefully and be okay with not being holding on to your idea so preciously that you can't be open to it changing based on feedback um and so often when you go into a design process because we're human and we come with our own kind of backgrounds and assumptions you, you've got a kind of an idea of what might be helpful but actually it's only when you test it and really listen to people that you truly find out what is really needed. And often when you ask people in a survey or a set of interview questions, people can't actually really tell you what they need. It's almost like they need an experience to kind of somehow reveal that. I'll give you an example. 
um, in the States, there was a project where people were trying to create more empathy among first responders, people who went out to kind of respond to, to drug overdoses. And over time, people were getting kind of desensitized to it. So they were prototyping with lots of things, with kind of stress courses, massages, um, empathy training as well, all these kind of fairly expensive interventions. And as they were prototyping them and testing them, it was only then that people were able to articulate, you know what, none of this was really important. What really matters to me is a thank you letter or a thank you from the people that I did help. So that completely pivoted what the project was and what the um, idea was um, so that people could, yeah, respond to that kind of latent need that people were able to articulate to begin with. So it's harsh, but I'm going to ask you a tricky question now, possibly the hardest question of all. (laughs) So as an innovator, what one piece of advice would you give Mm. to somebody wanting to incorporate design? one piece of advice I would say incorporate it early so design is not the thing that happens at the end of the process to make something look shiny and nice it is the fundamental way in which you approach innovation so starting with a real inclusive sense of what is needed and listening hard then co-designing with people and coming up with a series of options and as you test them, to be really open to um, to what is the right one and to be thinking, first of all, about kind of people and how people use it, but also thinking about the materials that you're using and seeing what, what you can do to, to use less in the first place, to reuse things or even better, to grow natural resources through the work that you do. Awesome. Thank you. And that, that, that idea of doing things, putting that thinking in early is remarkably hard to get people to do in in systems engineering that would be called left shift Mm. so you you put a lot more effort to the left of the timeline so before you spend real money but still it's very hard to get people to do that but even though there's academic research showing that it ultimately saves you money yeah and same in healthcare i mean prevention is way better than acute health services upstream innovation so seeing what you can do earlier along the supply chain to reduce resource use always always upstream always kind of in advance at the beginning i think it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with the design for planet festival isn't it see what ideas come yes from that so yeah if you want to learn more about any of this or about kind of how to build a green website how to uh, build a product that can be repaired listen to inspiring kind of architects and fashion designers and this is the place to be, uh, 17th and 18th of October, um, and we'll see you there. Fabulous. Kat, thank you so much for your time and for sharing all your insights and advice with us today. It's been a delight. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you. And um, I, I feel inspired. So this podcast has been produced by the Design in Innovation Network, which is sponsored and supported by Innovate UK. If you want to find out more about design and innovation and gain access to other interesting people, sign up to the network. And see you next time on Silent Designers.